Good morning, entrepreneurs and small business owners. Have you ever uh, uh, thought about what it takes to start a business? This is what happens when you don't do a live stream for a couple of weeks, like eight, and then you have to get back into it. So <laughs> have you ever thought about starting a small business? So this is really talking to uh, new st small business owners or business owners that, uh, or, or would-be entrepreneurs, people who are interested in starting a small business, but maybe don't know uh, everything there is to know about starting one. So we're going to talk today a little bit about um, some of those pieces. There, there's so much that goes into uh, opening and starting a business uh, that, that a lot of us choose not to because it becomes overwhelming. And uh, those of us who do often miss in critical, critical and important components of it, of business startup. So today I'm going to talk about three things that you'll need to do if you're starting a business that you might not be finding in your low, in your low hanging fruit research, the first things that come up. And so, uh, uh, we're going to be looking at, at some things that are a little bit more, uh, maybe detail oriented or in something like that. Anyway, let's get started. It's time to roll up our sleeves and get to work. I'm Stephen Krause, and this is Up and to the Right, the no-nonsense live stream where we blend your passion with proven business principles and practical action. This isn't about buzzwords or short-term trends. This is about taking proven business principles and applying them in ways that are unique and beneficial to small business. All right, so let's get right to it here. Um, episode 49, Small Business Startup Tips. And... Uh, we really want to get started on the right foot. Uh, and when we're talking about starting a small business, it can be overwhelming. There is a lot to do. And, and I don't want to make it sound like it's this insurmountable thing. Many people do it. Um, I've done it a number of times. And uh, so it is something that you can do, but it is something that does bring with it a certain amount of complexity. And there are a lot of moving parts to running a business. So what I wanted to do today is just talk about three of these things that are less commonly discussed, but still really important when you're starting a business. And so, uh, you know, the common things are really easy to find. You know, find where are you going to find funding? That's an important topic. Who's your ideal customer? People are going to ask you that question. What's your product development process going to be like? Who, what kind of product are you going to have? Whether that's a service product or a, a physical product uh, or a combination of the two, um, what market research are you going to do? And, and so there's these things that, that people talk about a lot. And so I don't have any concern that you're not going to find that information. You're, it, it's going to be work but you're going to find the information to find those things to say, okay, these are part of the list of things I need to do. But there are a few things that are less commonly discussed. And actually sometimes people don't want to think about them or want to avoid them as a topic to begin with. And so, uh, I thought, well, let's just talk about some of these elephants in the room. And so we're going to talk about three today. One is establishing a separate legal entity. The second is getting the right insurance. And the third is separating your money. And so those are things that I think are really important 
to having a successful business foundation, but they're not necessarily super exciting and, and they're not something that people talk about all the time. Um, so the first thing is we're establishing a separate legal entity. And what that means is actually, before I get started into that, I read an article today that, that it was okay to operate out of your pocket. Um, but that there were advantages to creating a separate legal entity. And I, I think that's really not a good choice. Um, it might work, but it's not best practice and it isn't about advantages. Okay. It's not about taking advantage of some, um, aspect of having a, a separate legal entity. There are some seriously, uh, impactful concerns and, uh, and those are what we're going to talk about for a couple of minutes here. So the first one is personal versus corporate liability or company liability. Um, if you have a problem in a small business and you don't have a separate legal entity, you can be found liable for damage that you've done to a customer's property, failure to perform whatever, uh, service you, you, uh, allegedly performed, uh, product liability. So there's, and I'm not an attorney, um, refer back to episode 48, where one of the, the first consultants, I think every company should have is in fact an attorney. Um, but really it's important to understand that you need to have a separate legal entity because if something goes wrong in your business, if something happens that creates a liability uh, situation, you need to be protected as an individual versus the company. Now I'm not talking about personal wrongdoing where you're actually committing a crime within your business or something like that. There's no amount of, of legal protection that's going to keep you from getting in trouble if you do something personally wrong. But if you, your company or something happens in your company that creates some kind of uh, problem with a customer, the company, a, a company organization, a separate legal entity can provide protection for you as an individual. And so that's one of the, that is the critical reason, the most important reason, in my opinion, to create a formal legal entity that does not, uh, that does not uh, involve you as an individual when you're starting a business. So the second thing is simply taxes. So if you do your accounting correctly, your expenses that you can legitimately claim for the business reduce the business's liability. If there's no corporate entity, it becomes very hard to parse out what expenses are business expenses and what expenses are actually um, personal expenses. And you do see people getting in trouble for that, um, occasionally, uh, and I'm sure it happens more regularly than that, but we can keep out of trouble by just keeping clean books and making sure that our expense structure is, uh, business related and not personal. And then the last thing, uh, is that some business structures, once you've chosen one, and that's a different topic. Um, but once you've chosen a business structure and what we're talking about is, are you choosing a partnership, a sole proprietor, uh, uh, or a, 
at, or a, uh, a corporation, uh, and, and there are other possible uh, legal structures for a business, once you've chosen one, some of those require that you have a specific legal entity. And so that's another aspect of uh, why you want to consider having a separate legal entity for your business. Um, finally, I want to talk a little bit about, so it, before I do that, there are, um, the, those three reasons are really the crit critical three as to why we want to keep uh, a separate legal entity. Uh, and the, just to summarize them, keeping your uh, personal and company liability separate, having your taxes properly um, separated or, you know, your expenses and your income properly separated so that you can properly fill out your taxes and report them. And then finally, the requirements of some business structures require a separate legal entity. Um, so is this a DIY that you can do on a legal self-help website? Um, I strongly encourage uh, small business owners not to do that. Um, there, there are questions in those setups that require expertise that as a craftsperson, um, whether you're a, a dentist or an artist or an engineering, uh, consulting firm, whatever, or, or a toy maker, there are requirements or questions you need to answer in the in setting up a legal structure that require legal background. And so while there are um, uh, many resources on the web, they're not working for you. And that's why I go back to, like I said in episode 48 last week, that if you get an attorney that you're paying, they work for you. And so their answers are specific to your needs, to your requirements. So my answer to this, is this a DIY project? No, this is not a do-it-yourself project. This is a get an expert to help you fill out the paperwork um, and, and get it done correctly and completely for the state that you live in. And obviously this is North American focused from that perspective. Um, worldwide, each area has its own requirements for how to start a business and you'd have to look up those things in your, in your own area in your own geography. But, um, I really don't believe that this is a, a place to use a DIY solution. I think when you're forming a business, it is really important to make sure that it's done right so that there aren't loopholes. And if you come up with a liability problem, all of a sudden you did it on your own. And instead of the company being liable for, for something, um, you end up being personally liable. Um, a, a, um, another important aspect that people don't talk about a lot is getting the right insurance. And so there are, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things we hope we never have to use, but we want to have, um, for example, if you think about it, a lawsuit, uh, can, maybe move a, uh, the stock price of a publicly traded company a little bit, maybe even significantly, but it can put that's a similar lawsuit or even remotely similar, a similar situation resulting in a lawsuit can put a small business out of business. It can be completely devastating. 
So, um, and it isn't just about lawsuits. That's just an example of, you know, uh, 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 an ounce of prevention being worth a pound of cure in the case of having insurance. So we talk about, uh, you know, in that case, liability insurance is, is critical to running a business. And the, the guideline that I like to use is before you ship a product or deliver a service, you need to be insured. Um, so you can do all the product development that you want. You know, if you're working in your garage developing the next great widget, you don't need liability insurance for that stage of your business. Now, if you have coworkers helping you in your garage, you're running into some potential liability issues there, and you do need to to consider those, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But but when you ship a product or deliver a service at that on that day, you need to be insured. So some types of insurance that you want to consider liability insurance, as I just covered home and auto riders. So if you're, uh, using your home or your business or sorry, or your car for business purposes, you need to call your insurance agent and get a business rider on that account or on that insurance policy. Um, or at least talk to them about it and see what, you know, explain your business, <coughs> excuse me, your business use of your vehicle or your home and make sure that it's covered. Um, so, uh, and, and that's where you might get the answer to the question, Hey, I've got two partners who are coming into my garage, helping me make my widget. And if one of them cuts their finger off in a bandsaw, what does that mean? Um, we want to make sure a, that they get the, the care that they need, <laughs> but obviously, we also want to understand uh, how that will impact the business or my home uh, or my, my personal liability. Um, another one that you have to have is workers' compensation, uh, or at least you have to have workers' comp if you have employees. And uh, now, this is not HR advice, human resources advice, so make sure that once you start hiring employees, you talk to an HR professional, make sure you have the right things in place for your business and requirements. But workers comp is another one that you're going to probably need and it's not expensive. So there's no reason not to do it. Um, it, it's, and like I said, it's required. So, and one nice thing is if you, if you use a payroll service, a lot of times they will help you get that set up. Um, so that's a a convenience, uh, for people who don't want to do their own payroll. Property insurance is important if you have equipment or tools um, in your building or or uh, a lot of assets, um, computers, stuff like that 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 are expensive to replace. Uh, you might need property insurance, um, the or real estate insurance if you if you for example I lease a, a an office space or beyond fifty percent and directed energy and those spaces um, that the landlord requires that we have uh, property insurance to cover uh, both, you know, uh, uh, actually they don't care if we cover our personal property. If the, if all of our equipment got destroyed, they don't care. But if we do damage to the building, that has to be covered. So you might find that your landlord or mortgage holder is going to require you to have some kind of, of property insurance. Uh, business interruption insurance. This is one that, that um, 
you know, if for some reason business gets halted because say the government closes restaurants in your town because of a pandemic, for example, just, you know, hypothetically, you know, does your business interruption cover something like that? Now, my guess is, and I have not priced this, um, but I would be very surprised if insurance rates for, for uh, business interruption don't increase a little bit after the, the COVID-19 pandemic. But, but that's something you need to consider. Is, are there conditions under which you might not be able to operate your business? And if that happens, what are you going to do about it? So, uh, and then finally, bodily injury and property damage. So if you have uh, the, a, a, someone on your property or in your facility and they get hurt, what does that look like? Um, so you're going to need to call around and find an insurance agent that you feel comfortable with. And when you do that, uh, you know, make sure you talk to them about, uh, uh, what kind of business you're operating and be honest with them. You do not want to shortchange the information that you tell your insurance agent because you're worried about cost, get underinsured, run into a problem and have insurance not cover you at all because you didn't want to disclose your full business, um, Make sure that you're honest with your insurance agent and that you get that correct. Um, workers comp and hot and home and auto riders are pretty easy to find. Um, it may take some time to get product liability insurance, depending on your, your particular situation. If you're doing a niche business with the directed energy, high voltage pulse business that I run, um, as soon as I said, high voltage, all, most of the insurance companies ran away and they don't, they don't even ask questions about, well, what does that really mean? They just say high voltage. Okay. We're scared of that. Um, I did eventually find the right insurance company and, and got it covered, but it may not happen overnight. So if you're thinking about, okay, I'm going to have to, um, have insurance in order to do business. Um, I'm going to start shipping products in, let's say January 1st of 2021. I need to have insurance on that day. You might not want to wait until December 26th to, uh, to look for insurance. You might want to do it much sooner than that. Um, like, you know, now, um, and then finally, like I said earlier, don't ship without insurance, whether that means where shipping means going to your customer site and, uh, doing work, having them come in and, and get a service. If you're, uh, a hair salon or something, um, or delivering a product, whether you're delivering a donut or, a uh, computer or something else, a high voltage pulser, whatever you're delivering, make sure you do that with, um, excuse me, with um, insurance in place. All right, I'm gonna take a quick break. I'm out of coffee. Okay, right back. Finally, last but not least, we're going to separate our, our finances, which means we're going to separate, make sure that we're separating our personal and, and business finances. And so why do we, why do we even care? Well, we're going to go back to what we talked about when we talked about the legal entity. We're going to talk about, uh, taxes, uh, 
if we can demonstrate genuine bona fide business expenses, that reduces the tax liability of our business. And so as if, if it's a small business, a lot of times that passes through to our personal finances or our personal taxes as well. And I'm not going to get into that particular topic right now, but, um, and, and it's important to talk to an accountant, go back to episode 48, get an accountant, but it's important that you understand how the business is going to affect your personal taxes. But if we separate them, separate our money, then we know that, uh, the tax liability of our company is accurate and we can properly report our taxes. And then the next thing is, uh, kind of why, other than that, why bother with the, uh, separation of money? Well, until you can accurately track your business's finances, you have no idea how well your business is actually doing. So what's costing you money? Where, what, who are your best customers? Where are you wasting money? What's your highest margin product or service? All of those things are really important and others are really important to having a successful business. And in order to understand those things, you need to separate the finances so that the business stands on its own. And sometimes we don't want to know that information because it's kind of scary or we perceive that it might be scary. What I would say about that, and I totally understand it. Um, what I would say about it is we can't fix something we can't see. And while it might feel better in the short term not to see it, it will feel better in the long term to see it and fix it. So there isn't a whole lot more to that particular topic. When we separate our money, it is really that easy. We just need to get it separated. So we understand the financial status of our business and so that, uh, we can properly report our taxes. Uh, the good news is in this case, this doesn't really involve an outside expert, at least not at first. Um, this is something where you can literally go down to a bank or a credit union, get a free business checking account and most competitive banks and credit unions, at least in the United States have free business checking and you don't need anything fancy first. Just get a checking account. Um, in some cases you might not even need checks you get a debit card or a credit card. Or a, we'll talk about credit cards someday, but you can get a debit card. Um, quick caveat on that. If you're going to get a debit card and you're going to use it for business expenses, understand the liability. If that card is compromised because the comp, the, the liability between, uh, debit cards and credit cards can be different. Um, but that's something that you just have to talk to your bank about, you know, what's the liability if somebody steals this card and, um, they end up charging $5,000 on it. Am I liable for that or, uh, or not? Um, so, uh, you don't have to have an outside expert help you with that. You can open the checking account and then in order to, to properly categorize your expenses and your income, um, there are a lot of very low cost, easy to use accounting systems, um, that are web-based that you can, or even, um, literally phone or tablet based. So you can, you can get started running a business with a phone and properly categorize your, uh, transactions. So there's, there's a very low barrier to entry to properly accounting for your business. 
eventually, yes, I'm going to recommend that you get an accountant to help you set up the books. Um, excuse me, as your business gets more complex or you have questions or you start accumulating assets, all of those things will start to impact your, uh, your uh, accounts and your books. And you're going to need to, to get a professional to help you occasionally. And again, I talked about this a little bit in uh, episode 48. When do we want to use an accountant? So let's dig into the practical action for each of these. Establishing your, your, your uh, I was going to say secret identity. That would be so much more fun than a separate legal entity. But right now we're going to establish a separate legal entity and leave the secret identity to your Comic-Con visits. Um, the, my advice is to get a lawyer and get it done right. Um, sooner rather than later, as soon, really, as soon as you start acquiring or accumulating expenses, you really want to have that legal entity in place and those accounts in place that we just talked about checking and, and, uh, an accounting system so that you can properly, uh, recognize your expenses and income as soon as possible. Um, that's not something I would do it myself. Uh, I did it once and I won't do it again. Um, I didn't get bit the first time I did it, but, um, I just would never do that again because the odds of doing something wrong because you're not a lawyer and it's complicated are just too high. It's worth the money to find a lawyer you trust and get it done. So establish your separate legal identity, get insured. We're going to call your insurance agent. If you don't have an insurance agent for business, call your home and auto provider and say, Hey, home and auto provider, I'm starting a business. I need some help. I want to, uh, uh, well, and they might stop you right there because they might not provide it. That's okay. They'll be able to give you a reference and then you can move either to a different part of that same insurance company. If you're comfortable with them and they provide you a good service, or you may need to go outside of that company if you need something they don't offer. So, uh, and definitely price it out. Insurance rates vary. And, and so you should definitely check that. Um, but get insured. And like I said before, I, I'll say it again, be honest with your insurance agent because we want to tell them the truth so that we get the right insurance. So that if something does go wrong, we really know that we're covered. That's important. And then finally, just go get an, a, a free business checking account. Uh, most, like I said, most banks and credit unions will have them and, uh, and then get a low cost accounting solution. And you can even, if you want to, to do that yourself, you could use an Excel spreadsheet to do your accounts. I don't recommend it because the accounting systems on that are available now are very inexpensive. Um, there are even some free solutions, which nothing's free. So there are solutions that are, let's call them ad supported. Um, I'm not a big fan of that, but because I, I think at some point if they're free, I, I have security concerns to be honest. So, um, the, but there are low cost paid solutions that you can, that you can use that will, will suit most small businesses very quickly. So that's it. Three things that you really need to do to start up a business, separate, getting a separate legal entity, getting insured and getting your finances separated. So that's it. Next week, we are going to talk about draining content creators dry. 
Um, and this came up uh, as I was thinking about my own behavior when it came to content uh, consumption. Um, you know, when I read a book or when I listen to a podcast myself as a, as a consumer, what am I getting out of that and how do I get the most out of it? And what can we do as busy business owners to, to optimize that experience? And so we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, a couple of things before I move, before I close out the show, um, you might've noticed that we did go to a single camera solution. Um, I'll be interested to see how the last two episodes have gone. Um, I'll look at this one as well as soon as we get done recording it. Um, I am, I hope now broadcasting in 4k on YouTube. Uh, so hopefully the video quality is better. Audio quality shouldn't have changed. And, um, with that, that required me to go to a single camera because the second camera I was using was, uh, limited to 1080p. So it wouldn't do it. Um, but that also makes the show easier for me to produce. And as you saw in the beginning of the show right now, I can apparently use all the help I can get because we're getting back into, uh, getting back into the flow of it. And, uh, it's uh, still a little rusty. So, um, uh, if you have any comments or suggestions about what, or, or, uh, yeah, just comments about the experience today, I'd love to hear them. Uh, thank you for watching. If you found this uh, video helpful, please subscribe to the, uh, beyond 50% YouTube channel, hit the bell. I think it's usually down below, um, to be notified when new content is uploaded, uh, or when we're scheduling new programs. Now, normally I schedule, uh, or I normally do this program at 10 AM on Thursdays. Um, it varies throughout the week when I actually upload the next programs, uh, you know, uh, schedule on YouTube. Uh, so if you click the bell, you'll be notified when that comes up so that you can keep on top of uh, this, what schedule topics matter to you and what you want to watch live versus what you might want to want to watch uh, in the replay. Um, if you're listening to this on iTunes, please consider giving uh, us a five-star review. If you don't feel like you can give us a five-star review, uh, please let me know why and at go.beyond at b50p.com. And that helps me improve the show. And if you can give us a five-star review, that helps other people find the show. And that's obviously really helpful as well. Um, again, we're live on Thursdays at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. Visit our website at beyond50percent.com for more information and to contact us uh, to schedule a complimentary one-on-one -on -one meeting with a kindred spirit and see how we can help you improve your entrepreneurial journey. Thank you for watching today. It's time for me to call my insurance agent.